This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 650 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Summer Games, and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. Beat the heat with Summer Games. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is about that age-old horseman's quandary. Are horses better off in the barn or in the pasture? It's an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 410, featuring the gang from Horses in the Morning and thehorse.com. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar, like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local pack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on today's tip. I have loafing sheds. My horses have protection from the weather on three sides. I have another shed that I keep my tack in and and grain and hay. Um, But it feels like I'm not a complete horse person without a barn. Um, So I wanted to talk to Dr. Jones a little bit today about whether or not I should feel inadequate because I don't have my own barn. Girlfriend, I don't have a barn either. And we got Dr. Jones on with us right now. So hello, Dr. Jones. Good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Dr. Jones, we're talking about uh, horses' health in the barns, and Jamie and I were just, well, I was lamenting that I don't have my own barn on my own property, and Jamie is saying that she doesn't either. So, Jamie, do you have loafing sheds? Is that how you keep your horses? Well, we call them here in Arizona, they're called mare motels. And basically it's a, it's a shade cover, and then you've got basically uh, like panels. That they're, they're in the ground. They're not like the portable panels that are junky. They're, they're just metal like stalls. So you've got these, these stalls and then a, a cover over them, but you can't really wall in the horses in Arizona because it gets too hot. So that's kind of how the barns are here. But, yes, I miss sweeping my shed row. And I miss, you know, walking up and down the barn aisle and hearing the horses eat because they're all kind of spread out in a couple of different places. <laughs> so I do true, miss yeah. having a barn, but maybe we're better off, and we're going to find that out from Dr. Jones. Yeah, so Dr. Jones, should, should we feel, <laughs> feel bad that we don't have barns? Well, you guys are really putting me into a corner here. What if, you know, what if I say something you don't like? That's okay. Gonna up on me? That, then then me I off? need to talk to my husband about building this dream barn. <laughs> oh, Amen. then you can have your husband after me. <laughs> you can take him. You can take him. 
so so is it healthier for a horse to be in a barn or outside? <laughs> outside. That's the question. <laughs> outside, definitely. The horses, you know, I mean, look at their lifestyle when they were, you know, prior to being completely domesticated. How did they spend their life? Outside. So horses... When they graze, this is the behavior part, and I'm not a behaviorist, but this is the behavior side of the horses. When they graze, they'll take a bite to eat, and they'll take a few steps. And they'll take a few more bites to eat, and then they take a few steps. That's why pastures get torn up more with horses than they do with cattle, because cattle will stand in one place, and they basically graze in a half circle around themselves. And they might move off somewhere else and graze in a half circle, and then they'll lay down and chew their cud. So they're not constantly moving on the pasture or eating the grass. And so the moving on the pasture and eating the grass, both the movement of the hoof, digging up the grass as they move, and the chewing of the grass tears up a pasture faster with a horse than it does with a, with a cow or a steer. So for a horse to stand in the stall and eat hay in one place, quite boring for them. And also not really good for their joints because they should be eating and moving, eating and moving. So that's, that's the biggest reason to have them out is it's, they can graze 24-7 and they can move around just like they did in the wild. It's more towards their behavior. Yeah. So I, I still would like to have a barn um, and convince my husband that we need to build one. So what are some of the reasons that, that you may need a stall or that horses may need to be kept in a barn? Uh, number one reason uh, from a veterinary standpoint is injury. They might need to be stalled for an injury reason because these horses are like two-year-olds. No matter what age they are, they're, they act like two- and three-year-olds, and they don't, they don't pay attention to you when you say, quit running in the pasture. So if they have a tendon or ligament or some sort of bony incident, they need to stay um, a little quieter or maybe just small movement, like a small paddock outside the backside of the stall. That would be a really good reason to have them stalled up. <clears throat> if they need medications for an eye, um, you have an eye lavage system in. You put them out in a the pasture, they're going to probably rub it on a tree. It's easier to rub it on a tree than maybe a post inside their stall and break that eye lavage um, system. So it's not just necessarily a leg wound or, an, um, or a sports medicine injury that they need to be stalled up for. It may also be for an eye injury or post-surgical colic. You can't have them running around after you've had their abdomen completely cut open and then rip the sutures open and, you know, you know what happens after that, so or you yeah. can imagine what happens after that. So injury would be the number one reason. Another reason we talked about last week is the fly bite allergy. The, the easiest way I found to fix my mayor's fly bite allergy issue was putting her in the stall. Uh, I put her in the stall during heavy feeding times and put a fan on her. It worked out beautifully. Then uh, other reasons, uh, those that get sunburned on their nose, um, they might be better off underneath some shade during the high sun times, especially Arizona area. Um, so that's another good, good reason to have them in. I'll um, tell you what, um, my, my little guy Jet has a very white, like his blaze kind of covers his whole nose and he's got pink skin there and the poor little guy gets the worst sunburn in the world. So he does stay in his stall all day long. The other reason that I stall that horse, that he stands in all day is the fact that he is so food aggressive that I have to stall all the horses because they'll attack him at feeding time. So would you consider that another reason just to, to, to actually get them all fed? Right, or, or a weight issue. Um, you know, I was out looking at a horse the other day. This gentleman's owned three horses, and there's one that had very 
was very thin, and I was out doing their dentals. Teeth were not in bad shape, so there's no reason why this horse is not gaining some weight. And I turned to him, and I said, is this one low man on a totem pole? And he said, yes, he is. And I said, you're going to have to feed him separate. They're running him off from his food, aren't they? And he said, yes, they are. So he's not getting the groceries because they're running them off. So stalls are great no. to feed them separately, especially in a one that's being run off and it's not gaining some weight. Another reason is my example. I've got, we're guessing, a 30-some-odd-year-old pony. She's white. She is missing an eye because she had to have the eye removed due to glaucoma. That was so painful. The other one now has significant cataracts, and when we go catch her out in the pasture, she balks from us even when we get up on top of her, so we're wondering if her hearing's going as well, but she can't see very well. We leave her out in the pasture all night. She's a white neon sign, come eat me coyotes. Mm. So oh. we put her up at night because of the coyotes. She can't see. She can't hear. She's white in color. You know? mm. so. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's... Thing. You're yeah. a good mama, by the way. <laughs> Blind, oh, deaf, one-eyed pony with just 100 years old. My God, you're a good woman. Aren't, aren't those the horses that vets always end up with? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, my, my receptionist left me eight years ago, and uh, she said, uh, I, I'm moving, and I think you need a pony. And I said, no, I do not need a pony. And next thing you know, I got a pony. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and Jamie, a little earlier on this topic, you mentioned just management and how easy it can be to feed from the shed row. And as someone who has to go from paddock to paddock when it's, you know, 10 degrees out during the winter, um, it would be nice to have them inside. But do they need to be inside to stay warm? Or are my horses, do I, can I let go of the guilt and they're okay in their loafing sheds when it's really <laughs> when cold it's out? It's when really it's really cold in Oregon. When it's really cold, when it's uh, below zero. Below zero. Yeah, um, I had an older horse that uh, he would spend the times out, and I'd come out there and he had icicles on his whiskers and, and stand in the snow, but I had a three-sided lean-to for him to get in to block the wind, and he also had a line of trees on one side of the pasture. I don't know if he really needed that three-sided. I, I used it for his hay and his, his grain so that it wouldn't get wet, and I could throw it in there, but he had a line of trees on the northern side of the pasture that he could get against and stay warm. And that's the big thing is blocking the wind. They just need an area that they can be blocked off from the wind and the rain. They don't have to have it above them, but they just don't need that driving cold wind rain, and you're fine. No. So they don't have to actually be undercover. They just need a, a good wind block. Okay. And you mentioned that you know, being in a stall can be hard on horses because they – they naturally want to be moving. Uh, what are some of the other health issues that come up with horses that are stable that, that people should look out for? Well, the webinar we did with the horse is the number one thing, and I think we've discussed it already on this morning program, is uh, respiratory problems. You've got them locked up in a, a confined area that's got dust. I mean, we do our best to cut down on dust and cobwebs in a barn anywhere, and it, <laughs> the next week you've got dust. So you get respiratory issues. The sawdust is dusty. Um, hay is dusty. So that's the number one thing, as I would think of, is the, uh, the sawdust and, and the uh, respiratory issues that they may get standing in a barn. The other thing is is the lack of uh, gregariousness, I guess. I'm not quite sure of the word I could use here, where they're out with their buddies. So they get stressed. They may ulcer um, standing in a barn or colic if they are fed too much hay. We've had that incident, unfortunately, on those that are um, up for medical reasons. You give them hay as a natural tranquilizer to keep them quiet because they tend to be a little bit anxious and, and have high anxiety level. Instead of tranquilizing them all day, you'll give them a little extra hay. 
Next thing you know, it, they're impacting and they're colicking um, because they're not moving. And when they move, their GI tract moves. Um, boredom, some stall weavers, cribbers, that kind of thing can start coming up. Um, chewing your wood in your stall because they don't have enough hay to eat. And then, of course, you know, those that are arthritic or older tend to stock up or get a little bit um, more ouchy when they move because their arthritis is setting in a little heavier. And the more we move, just like humans, there's, you know, older people are supposed to go out and walk the malls and uh, take walks to kind of keep the joints moving. Same idea with horses, too. They need to keep moving. So some of us do need to keep our horses in stalls or a stable situation because we board or um, it, the size of our properties or whatever management issues that we, we talked yeah. about earlier as far as health yeah. issues with the horses. Uh, so if they are in the stall, what can you do to make your horse more comfortable and keep them healthy in a stable situation? I guess um, have a turnout time. Um, I know that sounds funny, but some training barns don't have turnout time. For their horses. But I think they do have to have that turnout time where they can get down, roll, scratch, run around, get movement. Um, if you're not doing that, you need to have them in a, a dedicated training program that's five to six days a week uh, where they're out being ridden and uh, have movement going on and have a job to do. So uh, that would be the best scenario in a training situation, training barn situation. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything else to add about stable health? Well, I mean, I think you hit a really valid point there, and, and that's one thing we fight here in Florida is management. A lot of horses are stalled because of management. They keep them in the stall longer so they can get some grass growing on their pasture. And, you know, here in Florida we have sand, so it's easy to rip the grass out of the sand by just walking a horse across it. And next thing you know, you've got a dirt path. So keeping a horse up so that you can grow some grass in your pasture is a good idea as long as you give them time out on that pasture. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'll have to, you know, not end, but, you know, make this comment that my one vet assistant that was working for me um, made a comment. She goes, why is it that people who have cattle have more land for their cattle than people with horses? And uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting observation by her is that when you drive no, by these don't huge eat pastures, yeah, <laughs> huge pastures, you, all you see is a bunch of cattle on it, and, and then you'll see horses locked up in these little dirt lots. So <laughs> it, it's kind of funny no. because... Really, it could probably work opposite that because the cattle wouldn't eat down the grass that fast in a little dirt lot or a little five-acre piece, but um, a horse definitely would be better off in a 30-acre pasture. Yeah, and I have to say that some of us, you know, with uh, who have maybe oh, wait, a treasured horse what. that might injure themselves <laughs> if they're yeah, in a I know what. <laughs> yes. Because... Horse people can't afford that much land because they oh, lose money that. on horses, where cattle people make money on their cattle, so they can afford that kind of crap. That is an excellent yeah. point. So it's the old phrase, if you want to make a million with a horse, start with two million? Yeah. Start with five. <laughs> start with five. <laughs> it's certainly a labor of love. We do love our animals, and we're in it because yeah. of our love and the hobby. Or maybe you might just say we're in it because we're diseased. But <laughs> It's yeah. certainly not yeah. for a profitable turn of uh, money, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> true. Well, thank so you. True. Well, I still think I need a barn, but... <laughs> <laughs> In bad weather... Uh, how, about, how about I'll end with this one, Michelle. In bad weather, 
you, your veterinarian won't cancel their veterinary appointment with you because you have an, a covering for the vet to work on your horse. Yes, and when it's raining, there's a place for the too. barrier to put the shoes on and yeah, mm -hmm. and and a place to keep your horse uh, after they've been sedated to have their teeth done. You, there's there's lots of really great reasons that I can think of that I could really use a barn. But, yeah, but I mean, my horses are also happy outside. So. We got caught in the rain the other day doing some teeth out in the pasture. So, yeah, I think having a covering would have been nice that night and uh, or that day. And then, of course, being able to back the truck back end up underneath a covering would be nice. Mm -hmm. So overhangs are always welcome at barns. Um, so if you have, you know, a shed row barn, make sure that the end maybe doesn't have a stall in it. It's just an open bay that we could back the truck into so we're not running out in the rain to get more items out of our trucks. And same for the farrier. No. <laughs> So, well, if anyone's looking for more information on stabled horse health, we have a fact sheet I've put up on Facebook. It's also on thehorse.com. It's ammonia and respiratory health. Uh, look that up and read about how you can decrease the levels of ammonia in your stall and increase ventilation to keep your horses healthy and not have those respiratory issues we can get inside stables. Well, there you go. To listen to more tips from thehorse.com, go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the expert drop-down menu on the left. If you just love listening to Glenn and Jamie put in their two cents about horse health topics, you can tune into the Horses in the Morning show at horsesinthemorning.com. Thehorse.com is on there every Wednesday. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. And besides, they make great stuff. Today's sponsor has been Kentucky Performance Products, makers of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can visit them online at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or mp3 player you can also listen to the shows right on facebook the players right there every day i'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip until then go ride your horse the horse radio network and the horse radio network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on horse tip daily 